As I understand it, a humanitarian is one who thinks there is basically good in man, but all he needs is to be taught. At one point in time, I think I was like that humanitarian. But after I was born again and read the Bible and saw what God had to say, I changed. I changed to believe God and to believe what I saw as truth in the Bible. Genesis chapter 6. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. God was grieved that he made man and he planned to destroy man but he did plan to destroy all men but Noah found grace in the sight of God and as we know God called Noah to come out separate from the people and build an ark and with that ark God saved the household of Noah and saved the species of animals that Noah was commanded to bring into the ark. The rain came upon all the earth and everyone and every living creature upon the earth was destroyed in the rain. Only Noah and his household was kept alive. That pattern exists unto this day. In the beginning of time, the serpent tricked Eve. Eve wanted to be as God, knowing good and evil. Be as God, wise as God. That is basically what I see humans doing today when I turn on such things as CNN, where they, the newscasters are interviewing people. The newscasters, as well as the people, like to express that which is wise in their own eyes, being as gods. But I do not ever hear anyone say, God showed me the following. It is always exalting man, making man wise of himself. And I know this is evil. It is wisdom that comes from God that is good, for it exalts God rather than exalting ourselves. I I had a friend years ago who loved to take pleasure in what I was doing, and I would say to her, no, God showed me to do that. It's not that I did it without being shown I believed God showed me to do that. She didn't like hearing that, though she, I don't think she ever called herself a Christian, but she said she was a Catholic, which I assumed was a Christian at that time. Anyway, when I would hear her tell the things that I had done and praise me, I always stopped her, and I told the people, no, I didn't do that. God showed me to do that. 
it was God who authored that. She didn't like hearing that. And the people who said they were Christians didn't like hearing it. They want to praise other humans rather than praising God who gives wisdom to us. Genesis chapter 3. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which God had made. And he said to the woman, Hath God said ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruits of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Now she added that to it, because God didn't say, Neither shall ye touch it. He said, Neither shall ye eat of it. But Eve added those words. That would be a really good idea because if you didn't touch it, you couldn't eat it. But God didn't say that. So anytime you add your good idea to what God has said, you weaken the word of God because you know God didn't say that other part. So it always leaves room for doubt in your heart. So you must not add to the word of God. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Well, humans want to be as gods. It's not that they want to seek God. They want to be God. They want to say, This is what you should do. I think this is what you should do. They don't want to turn to God and say, What do you want me to do? They want to think they can know of themselves that which is good and that which is evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day of the Lord shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. See, he wants to be God. He doesn't want to tell you what God has done. He wants to be God. That's Antichrist. From the Bible, I see that the nature of man is not to be good, but to be evil. It is after you are born again and learn the things from God and see the Bible that you begin to see no teaching will not make this man good. It is completely changing the man from within that causes him to know good and evil and be good from God. Being born again. Second Corinthians 
5.17 Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. As we read the Bible and follow the instruction of the Bible, we are recreated over and over into the image of Christ, the Word. Second Peter chapter 2, Peter says, But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily bring in damnable heresies. They teach things that aren't according to the scriptures. And they bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. There are many, many preachers today who tell divorced women, Oh yes, you can remarry. It's fine for you to remarry. But in the Bible, in the New Testament, we read that if that divorced woman remarries, she commits adultery. Matthew 5.32 We also read in the New Testament in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 10 and 11, that it is a commandment of the Lord, Let not the wife depart from her husband, but and if she depart, let her remain unmarried, or let her return to her husband. So the things that many of the preachers are preaching today are not true. And they teach the people to do what they want to do, denying the scriptures. And Peter says, And through covetousness they shall with feigned words make merchandise of you. Covetousness. Why? Because they covet the money you give at church. And if they told you the truth, many people would leave their church group. I attended a uh, dinner at Texas Tech when I lived in Lubbock. We had assigned seating at the dinner. It was a museum dinner. We had assigned seating, so I sat in the place to which I was assigned, and seated next to me was a man who was wearing the biggest cross I have ever seen around his neck. I knew I was in trouble. Sure enough, this man began talking and said he was former pastor at Indiana Street Baptist Church in Lubbock. And he said, oh, we have such a problem at the church. Well, when he said that, everybody looked at him at the table. He got their attention. And then he went on to tell what the problem was. He said, we have so many people trying to come to church that we can't seat all the people. He said, we have added on to the church several times. We have added on to it and yet we still don't have enough seating in the auditorium for the people who want to come to the church service. I said to him in front of all, Well, 
if you would teach what Jesus taught, that the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery, about half of the people in your congregation would get up and leave you, and you'd have plenty of room to seat the people. His mouth fell open. Everybody at the table woke up. I got up and left. There was no way I wanted to sit with this man. Through covetousness, wanting big numbers, wanting the praise of men, of having, being really great that so many people come to their meetings, shall they make merchandise of you, says Peter. And then Peter went on to say that God was going, would bring judgment upon those who are ungodly. And he says in verse 9, The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. Paul tells us in the last days, perilous times shall come. He says that men will be more and more wicked as we draw nearer to the return of Jesus. And Paul is speaking to the church and about the church, I'm sure, because he says these people will have a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. I have a cousin who was Church of Christ all her life. At the age of 97, she communicated with me, and she said, Oh, I do well during the day, but in the evening, I just get so lonely. Her husband had died 10 years earlier. I said, oh, God would help you with that. All you have to do is when you start to feel lonely, just call out to God and say, please help me. And he will. The next time I talked to my cousin, she said, I do all right through the day, but in the evening I get so lonely. So, of course, I knew she had not done what I told her to do. At that point, I withdrew from my cousin. She didn't live in the same town, but I, didn't, I no longer tried to communicate with her by letter or by telephone. See, once after one or two admonitions, we are told to reject that person. We give them an opportunity in the church. But if they're not going to heed the scriptures, they, you just walk away from them. You have to because they will drain you. They will make, you will keep thinking you can help them by instructing them. No, you can't. If they won't turn with one or two instructions given to them by you, then they will just end up pulling you down. You will be grieved continually over them, and they will pull you down needlessly. So just walk away after one or two admonitions, after one or two warnings. When you see they won't heed the warning, walk away from them. And Paul tells us to continue in the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. We who are born again have the Spirit of God, When we read the Bible, the Spirit of God works through us with the Scripture so that we will know what to do. 
in 1 John 5, look at this, this instruction. Verse 18. We know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not, but he that is begotten of God keepeth himself, and that wicked one toucheth him not. And we know that we are of God, and the whole world lieth in wickedness. Yes, it does. The whole world lieth in wickedness, and today Antichrist has moved into the church world. They have fallen away from certain scriptures to let Antichrist in, and it's we have a lot of wickedness in the churches today. So we have to contend with the wickedness in the churches and the wickedness in the world, and we simply have to walk away. Now, we can't leave the world. We can't leave it, so what do we do? Well, if it's something in the world, we, we hopefully do not have to participate in it. I don't vote, but I do pray for those in authority from time to time. Inwardly, I know these are not godly men anyway. I'm not going to be a part of either political party. You will never make this world just, according to the Apostle Peter, 1 Peter chapter 3. You will never make this world righteous. It is our job to keep ourselves in peace without spot and blameless. We are like Abraham as he viewed the world. We view the world, but we're not part of the world. We follow God at all times, keeping ourselves through the word God gives us. God shows us in the Bible, in the New Testament, that we have to judge evil in the church, but we are not to judge the world. 1 Corinthians 5, verse 11. Paul says, But now I have written unto you not to keep company. If any man that is called a brother be a fornicator, or covetous, or an idolater, or a railer, or a drunkard, or an extortioner, with such a one, know not to eat. For what have I to do to judge them that are without? In other words, I shouldn't be judging the world. God will judge the world. But we are to judge the evil in the church. There was a man in our church group who was a teacher of our Bible class. And I heard about his girlfriend, which he was keeping secret from the church. I went to him and I said, I've heard about this girlfriend. Tell me about this girlfriend. Do you have a girlfriend? And he said, yes. And I said, well, are you having sex with her? And he said, of course, that's our Bible teacher. And I said to him, oh, you know the Bible as well as I do. I can't have anything to do with you anymore. He said, that's right. He didn't care. I couldn't go to his Bible class anymore. I couldn't keep company with him in any way. I had to put him away from me, according to what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 5. Paul says, but them that are with, uh, without, meaning those that are outside of the church, God judges. 
But those within the church who do these things, we have to judge. We might not be able to put them out of the church. We might not have that power. But we certainly have the power to tell them, I can't have anything to do with you anymore. I can remember twice I've told a man that very thing. There are times that you walk away from them and don't have anything to do with them, and it's turning them over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. That's 1 Corinthians 5 also. Put them away from you. You don't try to instruct them. You don't try to counsel them. You don't try to pray for them. You just put them away from you like Paul said to do. In the case of Jimmy Swaggart, when he was having sex with the prostitute and got caught, he made a tearful plea on his television program, Oh, I've sinned. And after that tearful plea, I heard an Assembly of God preacher say, We should pray for Brother Swaggart. And I said, No, we should put him away from us. Well, the Assembly of God wouldn't put him away from them. A few years later, the exact same thing happened again. He was caught with another prostitute. And by the Wikipedia report, what Swaggart said was, The Lord has told me it's none of your business what I do. At that point, the Assembly of God defrocked Swaggart. He didn't care. He just went on preaching on his television show, which had huge numbers of people watching it because Swigert was basically a country western singer and he was entertaining the people with country western gospel music and he drew huge audiences by doing this but Paul says when a brother is a fornicator put them away from you do not eat with them any longer have nothing to do with them basically don't keep company with them that's what we have to do. I rarely watched TV news until the coronavirus. Then I became interested in seeing what was happening. But what I found is the TV news was so often stirring up trouble, trying to speak evil against one political party while exalting the other and giving ammunition for the, to the other. Then I saw something else. TV news very often tries to make us judge. And I don't have to judge the world. In the Supreme Court of the United States, there are just certain cases that they will not hear. They refuse to hear the case. We are not going to judge this. We in the church should be the same way concerning things of this world. We do not have to hear this. In May 2020, in Minneapolis, a policeman contributed to the death of a black man by putting his knee on the neck of the black man while the black man said he was in pain and couldn't breathe. All of this was recorded on camera and we saw it if we were watching that story. 
It was a terrible thing to see. Then the protesters began arising to seek vengeance for the death of the black man. And this was a terrible thing to see. If we know the Bible, we know the scriptures that say, Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. God will judge it. We don't know what's in the heart of all these people. God does. And he will bring a just judgment. This is the world. We shouldn't be judging the world. We shouldn't be putting ourselves in a position to take sides. Leave them alone. Do like Abraham did. Because Abraham just simply considered himself to be a stranger and a pilgrim on this earth. He saw saw some of the things, but he was of God, and he followed God. Here is what Peter tells us to do. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things as the coming of Jesus, be diligent that ye may be found of him when he comes. Be diligent that you may be in peace, without spot, and blameless. You can't take these sides in political things and be in peace. You're going to be all stirred up and disturbed. Plus, it's strictly the world. Keeping ourselves in God, in peace, without spot, and blameless is the thing that's important for us. I am not told by the Bible that I have to vote. But Paul does tell us to pray for kings and those who who are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. 2 Timothy chapter 2. Therefore, what I do is whichever person is in authority, if I happen to see something that is really harmful, and know it is, and God shows me it is, I pray for that person that's in authority. I had a friend in Clovis, New Mexico, a Baptist friend, who was the most devoted politician political person I've ever met. She was a Republican, and she uh, was so political. She told me once that, oh, she had a wonderful day Sunday at church because she got to enroll her granddaughter in the political party to be able to vote for the president. I was horrified that the Baptist church was allowing that to be done at church political registrations. Later, I gave her this scripture in 2 Timothy 2. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. I told her that might help because I could see she was all stirred up over some political election. 
she told me it did help her. Later, she told me that she had decided and had come to realize that there is no solution in politics. And I said, that's right. We are of God. They are of the world. We who are born again are as strangers and pilgrims as we pass through this world. Hebrews chapter 11, start at verse 13. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned, if they fill their minds with that from whence they came out. But now they desire a better country, that is, and heavenly. Wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. So we must work constantly to live in peace without spot and blameless in the sight of God. Humans may blame us, but if God approves us, that's all that matters. These scriptures are recorded for you on our blog, Jesus Ministries Exhortations. You can go to the, that blog on the home page, on the right-hand side of the page. You will see podcast. Pull up the podcast, and under this broadcast, you will see every scripture. So you can consider each one of these scriptures as you set your path in this life. Again, the blog name is Jesus Ministries Exhortations. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.